It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and welcome to the Gina Gardner and Friends show. Today, my guest is Nicholas Haynes, and he is an amazing man and a great friend. He is from the Five Institute. He's the creator of the Vitality Test, and I've taken it, and it's something that's very special and so informative. And he's the co-founder of No More Boxes. Now, that's not about packaging. Well, I suppose it is in one way. It is about not putting people into boxes. So, Nicholas, a huge welcome. Thank you very much for joining me today. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure, Gina. I've been looking forward to this. Oh, thank you. So, come on. What's the Five Institute? And uh, how have you got involved with that? Okay. Um, I got involved with it, like all good things, by basically starting it, founding it. <laughs> so, so it is my, uh, it is my baby. baby. My baby, my baby. And, well, it is my baby, but there have been and are many, many people that are supportive of what we're trying to do and have helped helped us with it so it is a it is a, a joint effort a collective exercise have been there are many people that are involved with it um so yeah that I, I I start I started it what are we about um I think the easiest way to describe it is we're all about internal and external cultures how do you live with yourself and how do we live together because ultimately if we can't get that bit right then we've got some we've got some problems so it's about how do you live with yourself and how do we live together that's what we're about you know i've always said to all of my clients the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself and that is reflected in the relationships you have with other people and those relationships with self and others is going to be our theme today and I, the vitality test that you have created, I would like to know, and I'm sure my listeners would, what is it and why is that so useful when you're talking about relationships with self and others? Mm. Okay. 
So the vitality test is based on my 40 years of working with Chinese medicine, Chinese philosophy, ancient Chinese medicine, ancient Chinese philosophy. And it's a way to assess what your energy dynamic is, the balance of five distinct energies we have in, in us, within us. And it's designed to for you to recognize, okay, I have these energies uh, within me, and these energies are living together. So we might have one part of you wants one thing, like freedom, and another part of you wants to belong and be part of a community. Well, how does that work together? So the vitality test is measuring these energies within us, within us. It's completely free. And it really came from, I practiced as an acupuncturist for nearly 35 years, and I had a two-year waiting list to work with me. And however hard I worked, I couldn't get that. Yeah. And it was a way to say, okay, well, could we put this information out there in the world that didn't involve me being there all the time? And therefore, could we we scale it? I recognized I was a very limiting, uh, a limiting, a wonderful limiting factor, but a limiting factor nevertheless. <laughs> exactly. There are only 24 hours in every day, aren't there? Right. <laughs> yeah. So what on what is the vitality um test based? Um, so it's based on um, some Chinese philosophy that is kind of around about 3,000 plus years old. Okay. And, it and it was used as a way, it's based on that, like the five elements, the five energies, which is part of their medical system. Uh, and it was originally used by the emperors and the kings in order to understand politics and economics, uh, personality relationships, uh, and a way to kind of fundamentally understand the world. And then in a 15-year period, all the use of those five elements, five energies within economics, relationships, and everything was all destroyed. Everything. We know it was used because we have the library records, but we didn't ever have the books. Right. And there was there were bits left in medicine, a Chinese, traditional Chinese medicine, but the rest of it was uh, lost lost no it wasn't lost it was basically destroyed in something called the great fires of chin they basically burnt the books and buried the philosophers that talked about it so it kind of died out in a very brutal way and i have spent all of my adult life trying to say okay well there was this wisdom it was being used uh this is my understanding of how it works with politics economics within education within personal development within relationships within business uh and i literally see it and experience it and i spend my life trying to take what i see and experience and and, and make that practical for people and the vitality test is the personality relationship part of that What's interesting, I first came across that when you came and presented to Collaboration Global. We're both members of that. And several of my guests are members of Collaboration Global and an incredible group of people. But what amazed me is that people had taken the test and they were blown away at how accurately that described who they were and how they operated. And mm. particularly in terms of how they saw themselves and when they shared it, how closely that matched how we as a group saw them. So it was it was really very well rounded, I thought, and more so than perhaps any model that I've seen, certainly in recent times. 
Mm. Well, I, I'm I'm really glad you found it that way because a lot of work has gone in to try and create it. But ultimately, although there's a lot of work that's gone in to create it, what it's doing is it's just tapping into it inherently, energetically, who we are. It's just yeah. uh, that's what it's doing. It's but I think. Um, Although it's brilliant at identifying who you are, what your needs are, and our relationships as, as well, what it doesn't do is it doesn't put you in a box and say, you are this. No. It allows a fluid expo- exploration of who you are. Um, and also, none of the five energies are gendered. So you don't say, okay, I have this energy because I'm a woman, or I have this energy yes. because I'm a man. It's non-gendered. Uh, it's it doesn't put you in a box, and it allows us to see who we are and who other people are. And and you're right. The, the big feedback we get from it is people say, uh, I, "I I have never known something that has pulled out such a, a subtle expression of who I am." Yes. So thank you. I'm glad you found that. <laughs> no, we're going to go for a break in a minute. But when we come back, I want to talk about how the relationship that we have with ourselves colours our life and the life of people around us Um, and how, you know, maybe having a better understanding of ourselves can help us in that deep dive work to be um, the best version of ourselves. So don't go away. We're going to be back in just a minute. This is a St. Jude moment. Ashton was a high-level athlete and in a an instant, your world flips, and your healthy five-year-old competitive cheerleader has a brain tumor. And the physician was like, your best option is St. Jude. Receiving treatment that was life-saving for our child and knowing that that treatment would be of no cost to us was a huge weight lifted. Learn more at stjude.org. Last week, Brandon met a girl on a dating app. One day after work, he finally found the courage to ask her out. No answer. He started to panic. Was he being too pushy? Maybe it was too... Hey, sorry I didn't respond. I was driving. I would love to go on a date. How does tonight sound? Brandon tried to play it cool, but inside he knew. A girl so smart, so responsible. She must be a keeper. Welcome back. Um... I am my guest, Nicholas Haynes. We're going to be talking about relationships and the importance of the relationship you have with yourself. Why do you think it's so important that we invest the time and the energy in getting to know who we are and you know, becoming, I always talk about becoming your own best friend, You know, having the same criteria for yourself as you do for other people, treating ourselves well, not indulgently, but well. Mm. Uh, so it, it, that, that's a that's a really really good question. I hope I'm going to do it justice with my uh, with my answer. Actually, I'm going to go at a slight tangent first of all. Okay. Um, I'm going to go at a slight tangent because this is the old this old maxim, this old saying: uh, uh, treat others as though in the way that you would like to be treated. Because many people don't, do they? No, and I'm glad that they don't treat others in the way that they want to be treated. That they want to be treated or they actually do? No. Well, the idea is that you should treat others in the way that you want to be treated. Yes, okay. Um, The the problem 
with that is you should actually treat others in the way that they want to be treated, not in the way that you want to be treated. Interesting. Now, now the way I um, I frame those words is somewhat different. Yes, I heard you. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's a really interesting distinction. Yeah, yeah. So it is, first of all, recognising the way that we want to be treated and then the way that other people want to be yeah. treated. I, I think that's the and, – and not assuming that they're – that they're the same. Yes. Um, so I think that's the first thing. I think that's a, a, a foundation step. The other thing I think is is important within the kind of getting to know oneself yes. is is very, very easy for us to miss what it is that we're utterly genius and brilliant about and gifted about, just to, to miss it, because those things are incredibly easy and incredibly natural to us yes so we then don't appreciate that we're actually brilliant and we're wonderful and we're really good at these things because we're taught that most things have to be hard but actually the stuff that we're the stuff that we're really good at it's just what we uh, do it's yeah. what we do so i often say to people well say what is that stuff well you can take the vitality test and that'll tell you but you also just what do people thank you for and you say oh that was nothing <laughs> and it is nothing because it was effortless to you but yeah. there is something about not recognizing it i often think it's a bit like um we're like all like butterflies and when we look down we see this kind of gray hairy slightly tubby body but actually what everyone else sees are these magnificent wings with colors and and, and utter brilliance but we just don't see that so the well, fantastic way of putting it. Yeah, we just don't see that. So the fantastic trying to say, look, these are your wings. This is what other people are saying. And it will be, you will say, people say, oh, thank you so much. That guy. that was nothing. That was fine. It was okay. Oh, thank you so much for listening. Oh, that was nothing. Oh, God, that was a great idea. Thank you so much. That was nothing. It was kind of like effortless to you. Yes. So I think when we get to understand what we're wonderful at and doing, and we feel okay about ourselves, it's kind of much easier to make other people feel okay about themselves. Yeah. Whereas if we don't feel okay about ourselves, it gets to be a, a slight reluctance to make everyone else look brilliant, because if we don't feel brilliant, then we don't tend, we're not, we, we are generous by nature, but it's quite hard if you don't like yourself to be loving and kind to other people. You know, one of the things I think that makes the difference is how judgmental people tend to be about themselves. Mm. They use a completely different set of criteria when they're saying whether something's excellent, good or okay, to that that they expect from other people. Yeah. And I think so often we're conditioned, aren't we, that if you acknowledge your gifts, then you're being boastful. Mm. And I think making the distinction between coming from a place of ego, I'm better than you, rather than I'm the best version of me, I think that making that distinction is so important. Be interested in your view. Yeah, yeah, no, I um, I totally agree. And I'm going to show my age here. But I would <laughs> say, um, if Louis Armstrong didn't blow his own trumpet, we would have missed out a whole 
a lot of activity, <laughs> a whole lot of <laughs> So I think we should blow, blow our own trumpet. But there's a difference between blowing our own trumpet and uh, uh, in order to put other people down or to to, to recognise and celebrate ourselves and, uh, and and celebrate ourselves. Then we also have the kind of cultural difference, isn't it, yeah. of don't certain cultures are not keen on us uh, standing out. But I'm not really talking about... Uh, I love me and who do you love? We're not no. talking about that. We're talking about us recognising that actually I'm really quite good at this stuff. And actually, if you look at what the world needs, it needs us to be heroic within what we're good at in order to, and if what we're good at is listening, then that's a heroic action. And you know, what we're good at is ideas, or we're good at, good, we're good at is non-judgment. As you are, if you look at your Vitality Test profile, you're a very non-judgmental, accepting, open person, which is why people warm to you very, very quickly. And that's a, a gift yes. that yes. you can bring out in uh, in people. And if you look at the work that you do, it stems from that easy, natural talent that you have of making people feel listened to or valued or non-judged or explored. I found doing the vitality test very interesting. And you learn a lot about myself in terms of that. And one of the things that I find interesting is how we often dismiss things which don't have um, a, a physical outcome. Well, the outcome's not quite so easy to measure. So, for example, you use listening. You know, one of the things that time and time again comes across when speaking to clients is that they feel heard, that they feel seen. And if you're listening to this, you know, listening to somebody, and I mean truly listening, giving them your 100% attention, not half of it on the clock or on the mobile phone, not thinking, oh, God, what am I going to cook for dinner, but truly holding that space for someone. I think that's one of the biggest gifts that you can give anyone. Mm, yeah. No, I would absolutely I would absolutely agree. But then we have very similar energies, well, so we would yeah. think that. <laughs> we would think that. Okay. Whereas, whereas someone else might think, well, actually, if you have a lot of wood energy, your your big thing is actually the most important thing is to defend the, the people that cannot defend themselves. Yeah. That is the most important thing. We have a lot of... Uh, 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 I uh, want them to be able to defend themselves and have that yeah. capacity to do that. Absolutely. But that's your energy is wanting yeah. uh, wanting to do that. And and someone else says, well, actually, what we need to do is make them independent or what we need to do is... So every energy has a view of the world that is their truth. Yes. And someone with a lot of water energy will say, well, the most important thing is we, we, is we create safety and security for people and we, we create a place where they can fulfill their purpose and their promise. Yes. And you say, well, no, the most important thing is we listen to them. No, 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 no. No, I didn't say, no, <laughs> no, no. I didn't say the most. I said it's a huge gift you can give. Uh, yes. Okay. That was me not, that was me not listening properly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, we're going to go to another break, but when we come back, I'd like to explore the relationship between the relationship we have with ourselves and the relationship we have with other people and how 
by strengthening the relationship that we have with ourselves, that improves our relationship with others. So don't go away. Relationships, well, they color the whole of your life. And, you know, you think about the people that you love. You may not like the people that you love all the time, the people you work with. How do you get on with them? You know, what are your relationships like with other people? Uh, and so we're going to explore uh, that after the break. So don't go away. I'll never forget the day I nearly died. The only way we found out I had any kind of heart issue was when I went into sudden death. I think unless you are a heart disease patient, you may not know how much work the American Heart Association does behind the scenes to save your life. Since my cardiac arrest, I've watched all three of my children grow into adulthood, and I'm still here. Learn more about the American Heart Association's work at helpheart.org. Hey there, I'm Lance Bass, and this is Chip. And for more than 100 years, American Humane has been protecting animals in times of crisis. And if you're like me, your pet means the world to you, and you want to keep them safe if disaster strikes. American Humane's first responders are always prepared to rescue animals in danger, but you can also help. To learn more about disaster planning and keeping your animals safe, please visit AmericanHumane.org. Welcome back. So, Nicholas, come on, what do you see as the relationship between our relationship with us and our relationship with other people? I, I, think, I think it's one of love and kindness and respect. And if we are not kind and loving to ourselves and respectful for ourselves, then it's really hard to be fully that way with other people. So at the Five Institute, we call, talk about something called your kind set. So it's like your mindset, except it's all about kindness. And we get people to ask three questions in a situation. Is this kind to me? Is this kind to others? And is this kind to the planet? And that's a dance. That's a, And sometimes you have to be a little bit kinder to others. And other times you have to be a little bit kinder to yourselves. And other times you have to be a little bit kinder to the planet. But it's about trying to get that in balance. Yeah. So I've, I've never, ever, ever met anybody that is too kind. No. But I have met people that are out of balance with their kindness. And it's the same with self-love. Or So it's trying to get that, trying to get that balance right. But we tend to kind of start with, let's start to work out to be kind and forgiving and loving and respectful to ourselves. And that is the foundation. And once we do that, it makes it much easier for us to do that for other people because we're not comparing, we're not doing, you know, the normal game stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think comparatonitis is uh, <laughs> far more deadly than any virus, but there we go. That's an interesting way of looking at it because ultimately I think many, many people are out of balance, that their sense of self-worth is based on if I am if I am help everybody and I never say no and you know I put my priorities at the bottom of the pile, then I'll feel better about myself. But ultimately it's never quite enough. And so often people will ignore their own health, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, and so they become ill because they're so busy trying to help other people, but in reality trying to make themselves feel better. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, no, uh, that's certainly, that's certainly a very strong pattern. 
Yes. Um, uh, and, and I mean, every energy has a, a, a life lesson if you're trying okay. to work. But that, in a way, is one of the kind of universal ones of some have a, some energies have a little bit more emphasis on knowing the difference between sacrificing and giving. Yes. Uh, and exactly. That, that could be a whole program in itself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my uh, things I recognize as one of my purposes or one of my beliefs in life is that I believe that everybody in the world should have someone that's there for them. And my confusion was I thought that had to be me in every instant. And I know that sounds ridiculous. But no, I can that's... resonate with that. But then, as you say, our, our, our <laughs> models are fairly similar. <laughs> yeah, so I so I, 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 got myself in trouble thinking I had to be there for everyone. Now I just kind of try to facilitate that yes. within a... a within a, a situation but yeah i think i think it is a uh where where we kind of really kind of get to understand and, and ourselves and kind to ourselves gets to be much easier for other people and i think the whole kindness movement is really out of whack and out of balance mm -hmm. it really kind of throws it because if you look at people say oh are they kind they look at as to whether or not they're being kind to other people or perhaps the planet. Yeah. They never look. And, and when we have these random acts of kindness, the random acts of kindness, 99% of them are aimed at external kindness rather than internal kindness. And the problem with constantly being out of balance with that external kindness uh, of being kind to other people or perhaps the planet, and we're not kind to ourselves, it sets up an imbalance that, we then start to feel a fraud that we know that deep down we're not being kind to others. So we have to be kinder and kinder to the outside to try and get rid of this horrible feeling that, so so it, you, as you described it, 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 it's creating an imbalance and we're trying to heal something within ourselves. We say, well, why don't you just practice trying to do all three at the same time, just like you were trying to practice to, to dance or to get that right or to get that balance. And it's a beautiful game to get to try and get right. Yeah. Uh, and then you don't have to try and get it. You don't have to get it right. You just have to have a go as best you can. It's really interesting because, you know, working with people, I love the whole um, the whole strategy of random acts of kindness. But part of my strategy that I ask people to do is that you have to be in the mix. So mm. a random act of kindness to yourself each day and a random act of kindness to other people, do it for 30 days and you'll find that there is a qualitative difference in how you feel. Um, and random acts of kindness to others do help others, but make no mistake, it's a gift to us as well, so long as I take it you're in balance. How m many people really struggle with the random act of kindness to self. And to start with, they see it as I'll be indulgent to myself. So my uh, random act of kindness might be a donut or another glass of wine. And then my challenge to them is, is that serving you um, at your highest level in terms of your health physical, mental, emotional, and so on, until they get the uh, recognize that actually it might be giving myself five minutes of of, of peace and stillness, mm -hmm. or it might be taking myself out at lunchtime for a walk rather than working through my lunchtime. Mm -hmm. um, and 
being able to create that balance, I think, is so important. Mm. Yeah, no, you're absolutely. I love. I love this conversation, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're absolutely right. I think one of the ways to try to get a handle on that is is just recognizing what it is that we value. Yes. And we're kind and we're supportive and we're loving to what it is that we value. And if we don't value ourselves, we don't value our health or don't value our well-being until it's often, until it's gone. Um, but if we don't value that, then it's very hard to to prioritize that, or not even prioritize it, just to give it its just, re- just dessert, just to give it its energy. So it's recognizing what it is that we value. And that, in a way, comes right back to the kind of beginning part of the conversation is through the vitality test or the relationship with ourselves is ultimately valuing us and ourselves and what we're here to do or what we're here to bring to the world. I'm very conscious that we're in the last two or three minutes of the program. Mm. You're going to have to come back. There isn't so much (laughs) to talk about. Um, So where can people find you? Um, So they can go to the Five Institute, F-I-V-E, Institute, uh, I-N-S-T-U-T-U-E. I'm dyslexic, so that spelling was very, very wrong. Fiveinstitute.com. Or just search the the Vitality Test online. Just search on Google and and, and we'll come up. It just remains for me to say a huge thank you for joining me, Nicholas. We'll definitely have you back. Um, And to say to those of you that are listening, if you'd like to contact me, it's Gina at Gina Gardiner and Friends. Gina, G-I-N-A, Gardiner, G-A-R-D-I-N-E-R, and the word and friends. Gina at Gina Gardiner and Friends. Please email me. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know if there are themes you'd like us to cover, or if you'd like to consider working with me, then please drop me an email. Take care. Thank you so much. And we'll look forward to seeing you in the next show. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.